Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 190 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan, broadcasting from the, uh, the foothills of Pennsylvania with my good friends, worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening, gentlemen. Sir John of recently Pennsylvania. Roger, how are you doing? We Jeff. Hello. And of course... Mayor elect Reverend Tony. That's most worshipful, Mayor elect. Oh, uh, oh, we got real ambition now. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm, I'm not just gonna be mayor. Yeah. We also had ass producer Marshall, uh, who decided to bounce right before we went live. So, hope he comes back. And uh, you will notice absent, or maybe you won't, because no one notices unless I point it out. Uh, Nick is not with us. Even though this show, for those of you watching live, is entitled Masonicon Recovery, and Nick is the only one who went to Masonicon, you can see. Why. I will point out, wait, he was the only one in life, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's true. Yep. I'm pretty sure he invited us. Does that count? No, because we all know he's. <laughs> Well, you know, they, they, they wanted me to... That's why we didn't go. And then they called Nick. And... I actually think what happened was they said, Hey, Nick, we hear, heard that you were on that After Lodge podcast show. Do you think you could get some of the guys to come to the Masonic Con? <laughs> and Nick and immediately said, well, replied, hey, Yes, I would love to hey, come. Yeah, I would love to come. I would be there. Not a problem. <laughs> 
Uh, so we were bantering around in the in the pre-show um, a lot in the chaos that is my home uh, while my son decided to bite me for the first time. And uh, John came up with a, a a new show segment. Um, I now forget exactly how he introduced it, but. I think it was something along the lines of we uh, we interrupt this asinine podcast for a no shit moment. Oh yes, that's it. I think, so, I think that was kind of it. We may uh, we may have to cook up a weekly uh, weekly no shit moment um, to yeah. We You're gonna have to get the 1950s. You have to get the 1950s breaking. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. It would I've be even better if we wait on Marshall or Nick to pop back in and then do it so they won't know what's going on. <laughs> hey, that, hey. you know what I really miss, Harlan? I miss our weekly loose of the week segment. The only person who had a problem with that has not been on this show in like three years or something. So why, why are we not doing that? Hey, speaking of loose, here's Nick. Beep, beep. Speaking of Nick, welcome to the show. What happened? Uh, we For just finished our featured your, guest this week. Your introduction, where I was pointing out that you weren't here because otherwise nobody would notice. And um, <laughs> anyway. to be fair, I was saying something much meaner. <clears throat> yes. So you guys just started. Yeah, we entitled the show uh, Masonic. Well, hold on, you texted us like an hour ago that we we're going to start. Yes, and funny. We you texted us at seven a.m. asking if we were recording tonight. <laughs> you, did. you did. You were very excited. So I we, the show we, to talk about Masonicon, and then we sit around and there's, there's Nick. Why do you have such actually, chest hair? We should have recorded the pre-show banter because that was actually pretty good. It's a Hebrew thing. Let it go. That's not a Hebrew thing. There's actually a really interesting story about chest hair from my little people. With like, see if I can pull it any higher. Oh, there we go. Is that better? Everybody happy some, now? I gotta get some Oreos. I'm very uncomfortable. You just wait. He, he just got on. Bitches, bitches. We just started. Now he's gotta go off for it. immediately <laughs> left. And this, fellow listeners, is why Nick is our loose of the week. <laughs> Thank you for this, segment. this has been your no shit moment. <laughs> right. <sighs> I've known Harlan for years and in, in several intimate occasions, and this is the least clothing I've ever seen him in. Yeah, well, I was wrestling with regrets and bears. Uh, uh, also, I was wearing a branded thing again today. And I have to take those off before the show. So now you see me. What do you think Harlan sleeps in? I mean, I, because you always like see three layers. The, yeah, he, he's got that old, he's got the ruffled sleeves and the, and the, yeah. you know, the, the long pajamas, the footies. Don't forget the little yeah, hat. He's got the night, yeah, the night cap with the little yeah. ball on it. I could, yeah, Har- Harlan's a, a never nude. He showers in like shorts. So. What's funny is that that couldn't possibly be further from the truth. But um, also, have you ever seen those footed pajamas that look like a like a three piece suit or a tuxedo, but they're just like footed pajamas? It's just the design. You have some. Of that. You have some. Yes. I sleep in yes. those with a butt flap. 
So if it gets too hot, I open the butt flap. Yeah, that's why you have the butt flap open. Hmm. <laughs> Nick, well, welcome back. I do off the show is none of your. Business. Never mind not that undescript stool. Not that there's the anything corner. wrong with it, but you know, like, well, that's a good way to get to the thirty-third quick. <laughs> wow. Is that the wow. secret? Is that, is that what I've been doing wrong, John? I would like to apologize to the Grand Commander on EC on my behalf, and I will send my black hat back immediately and save you the trouble. <laughs> hey, John, I think you're using the wrong microphone. We can't have any of this blasphemy about the Scottish Rite starting. We're talking about Masonicon, and you got to push my buttons. Beep, beep. About the right. Which so will just be called the right, and then that other thing that other people join. But there's just one. Well, I want to hear about. Ma- I want to hear about Masonic Con. Yeah, Nick. I know we like explicitly talk about it, but it was kind of assumed among all of us that this show would be mainly about your experiences at Masonic Con. Yeah, and okay. like beginning with all you've done is be absent and get Oreos. Did you dress up as a furry? What? No. Valid question. Yeah. Don't I know what a furry is? <laughs> we know what a furry yes. is, which is why we're looking at you like, what? It was Masonic Con. So Masonic Con, right? So um, it's kind of like Comic Con. It's Mason's, it, Con. Dressed uh-huh. this, yeah. Mason's dressed up as the I got, superheroes. Oh, right. I got it, Tony. There's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of, of fellow crafts of a notable story, namely one that drinks a lot. Um... I see Nick is a uh, rocket raccoon. Did you did you did you rock that look, Nick? I'm a what? I actually see him more as a from uh, Guardians of the bro- Galaxy. No, I think he's more of a raccoon. Oh, God. No, nothing. Tony, you joined, you joined the Knights Templar, so yeah. you can't make fun of Masons for cosplay or anyone else for cosplay for that. You wear a you wear a fuck right off. Fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't uh, afford the actual hat, so I had to. I had to make my own hat. Yeah, there we go. All right. So they McCon- won't let me play any games with them, Templar games with them anymore. I actually found a place online that sells the Templar uniform for a surprisingly affordable price. What price? Like a hundred fifty bucks. Well, Stop lying. Send it to me. Hold on, let me find it. That's either Mayo or Dot com. Mayo. Oh my yeah, god. Mayo. Did Tony Mayo really sells- just? Oh, Mayo? Yeah, that's fine. Mayo sells them really cheap, and a lot of the guys in my chapter and council got their colored uh, blazers from there. Dude, Big J, I've seen like how tall and wide you are. Whatever you can give for cheap, take it. Cause... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Hold on. I, I, drive, I drive shit that's smaller than you. Yeah. <laughs> You're built like a defensive line. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like telling Harlan's wife that their baby bites. I mean, come on. Right. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> this is coming from a guy who's like, you know, six Part two is the like notion. A buck sixty-five on a good day, a buck eighty on when I'm feeling fat. So. <laughs> that's true. Tony. Anyway, Nick. All right, you guys ready? Uh, maybe Tony. Can you avoid uh, rattling your your headset? That would be. Yeah. Can you not touch your mic, please? Um, but yeah, 
why don't you start with telling us uh, how you got invited instead of Bruce to speak <laughs> at Masonic? <laughs> so actually, so uh, worshipful Brian Simmons, who is the master of all right, I got to change the thing, who is the master of Ezekiel Bates Lodge. <laughs> He reached out to me and he goes, hey, you know, we're doing Masonic Con. Do you want to come give a talk? And I was like, I think you mean David Riley? Haven't we? Hold on. Let me interrupt you super quick. Haven't we had a Brian Simmons on this show before? Yeah. No, no we had Brian Godwin. Yeah. Uh, Richard Simmons. That's who it was. Uh, okay. Richard Simmons? Anyway, so I was like, no, you want David Riley. And he's like, no, no, we want you. And I'm like, no. You're, you're obviously mistaken. Like, if you've ever seen, <laughs> like, no, I'm I'm the other guy. I'm the guy on the left. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was completely honest. I'm like, no, no, you don't want me. You want David. That David's the smart one. I'm the one that asks all the dumb questions. He's never seen your podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's like, no, no, we want you. So I was like, I was like, okay, whatever. So, uh, it was one day. Um, it was a Saturday. It was last Saturday. It was so awesome. So I'll go into the talks real quick, and then I'll go into the table lodge, which was just amazing. Uh, so brother Nathan Tweed from New York, he works for the National Umpires Association or something. He was talking about um, that I think he said there's something like 20% of National Hall of Famers in baseball are Masons. What? Yeah, something crazy like that. And it was actually it was really cool. And I don't like baseball at all, but he gave this talk and I was like, <coughs> "Wait, so tell me more about this baseball thing." Um, it was it was really fascinating. And all of this is available on Reddit. I made a post on Reddit of like all the talks and where to get them. That's awesome. Yeah, most worshipful Peter Ikobuchi? I don't know. From the Grand Lodge in New York. Is this the guy you met in Italy that gave you the book? No, 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 no. no. That's not even close. Mm -hmm. um, they uh, all sound the same to me. Yeah. Wow. That was on uh, purpose racism. Yeah. Against white guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire. He did a talk titled The Secret Life and Symbolism of the American Hobo. Okay. I was okay. waiting for a comment. Yep. No, are you talking like you're talking sign symbols of the Hobo alphabet kind of thing? Yeah, that's weird. How do you know that? I know a little bit about everything. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, they have they, they have this whole uh, like language and all these symbols and all these symbols mean different things and like this one means run, this one means run really fast, this one means police, this one means it's safe to sleep here, this one means there's clean water, and it just goes into Hobo it. Code, yeah. The what? You're you're almost Something. slow on the on the jump there, Jeff. Yeah, yeah apparently That's what we're talking about. Yeah, so that was <laughs> hey, awesome. Sorry. Worshipful John Ruark from the Masonic Roundtable, or is he from the Winding Stairs? That would be the I believe that's the that's the because the Winding Stairs is Juan. Right. Anyway. He did a talk on the uh, a, a critical analysis of Masonic demographics from a survey he did in 2016 that reached, I think, something like 6,000 people or something. 
And it just, I mean, it was awesome charts. If you're a data nerd, which I know you are, Harlan, you would have loved it. I mean, there was a lot of awesome data there. And basically it says, yeah, we're screwed. Um, in which four, there was four guys from Canada in the back. And they were like, um, I have a question. And he's like, your data says 95% of Masons join an appendant body. And he's like, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it. The, the data says it. And he's like, no way. And like, it became this whole thing. And everyone's like, what is going on? He's like, how could it? And he was basically saying that he didn't understand how quickly. He didn't know how quickly you're able to join an appendant body from being raised. Because over no, there. It seems like a really high number to me. What is what is that? Is that just a, a, yeah. a survey? I mean, where, where's that data coming from? Because, yeah, because it's a survey. thinking there's no way because. In our case, at least 60% of, of newly raised Master Masons never do anything Masonic again, like right. their own lodge. Like, like most of them, we can't even get to show up, let alone join another <laughs> body. Right. I don't know. I mean, that's what his data said, but then again, he only ran the survey in the Winding Stairs Facebook group. So it is a. Oh, YouTube. so people who, who are intimately involved in Masonry and multiple bodies. Right, maybe. But they didn't understand how quickly it was to join an appendant body. So I was like, I was like, guys, I was raised on a Monday or something. And then like the, that Saturday, I became a 32nd degree Scottish right. And then like two weeks later, I went through chapter and he blew a gasket. He was like, BS, no way. What the hell are you people doing down here? And I was like, well, that's why a lot of Grand Lodges had to stop. Um, <laughs> people flying over from other countries just to obtain the 32nd degree because we know it takes forever over there. And here we just like rush through it in like eight hours. Technically, you only need like four degrees anyway. Five. Um, you need five. five. Don't undercut the right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Funny. Uh, if you can, for your Knight Templar, you need, yeah, like 12. We don't. 12. Yeah. See, well, we don't cut corners in the right? Um, so yeah, really? so you're gonna go just, there. Let's not do this. He just flips like, and it was, I mean, it was really funny. So, anyway, so that was the end of that talk. Um, brother Gee, uh, Geeg Wiles did a talk titled A Pirate's Guide to Commander Life. He's a really awesome brother and totally cool to talk to. Unfortunately, I was like, my ADD had like been way spent i actually found a private closet and took a nap in there for an hour <laughs> like not even joking you know you weren't here for our talks about r kelly in the pre-show that that is very timely <laughs> um so but i heard i heard it was like one of the best talks which of course it's the one i freaking miss uh worshipful ryan flynn who is the mason that goes around and paints the murals everywhere on the lodges Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Looking for some recognition. Okay. Nope. So, no idea. Really? All right. So, nope. I, you know, John, you don't know Ryan Flynn? No. Come on. Do I strike you as much of an artist kind of guy? <clears throat> I'm not an artist either, but I know who Ryan Flynn. I mean, well, I wasn't gonna say anything, John, but <laughs> um, no offense to the brother, I haven't seen his work, so I, I'm sure it's great. But I'm oh, also. Much further towards the plains than you guys are. So, 
I'm in a slightly different orbit. Uh, I don't know what any of that means, but... <laughs> I'm not in eastern Pennsylvania. I'm not in his orbit. I don't even know where this guy lives. He does not live in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Um, I'm looking for a thing from him. <laughs> Maybe he lives in Bel Air. Oh shit! I sidetracked Nick. Sorry, guys. Uh, that was so funny. All right, here. I I'm texting you guys a list, a link to check it out. Um, there you go. So he did one on Brunish Schleswig, some Italian guy, and the birth of the modern architect. <laughs> And he basically went into the, all this Italian um, architecture and how they came up with it and, like, what their thinking was behind it. And it was, like, a lot of people said, like, I've been to Italy before, but it's like, damn, now I kind of need to go back because it's awesome. Um, a few more. Um, I did my talk. I think I did a terrible job, but some people liked it, apparently. <clears throat> It was titled, Who is Performing Your Masonic Funeral? A Look at the Future from the Future of Freemasonry. Um, Worshipful Alex Powers, two more left. Worshipful Alex Pow Powers did a from the Hidden Light Masonic podcast, did uh, A Fading Legacy, The Importance of Preserving Our History. And he talked about that, like some crazy notions that we need to back up all our super old and really valuable stuff, you know, cloud and stuff. Craziness. Yes. Look at Nick rolling his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, Scottish, right? 20 years from now, you're going to regret that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, doing that, uh, folks in the library there are investing a lot of money in the preservation and digital recording of really old, old script. Yeah. Stuff that you and can then, do a scanner because it'll break down. Right. And then right worshipful Michael Zar Jarzebeck, worshipful Robert Johnson from uh, the Masonic Midnight Round Freemasons. Table. Midnight Re Freemasons. And Brother uh, Greg Kaminsky did a, a table talk kind of thing on Star Wars and Freemasonry, which it that wasn't tiled. Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. It wasn't tiled. And like there was wives and girlfriends and, you know, regular people there and all that stuff. And he, they all kept talking in code, and and we all knew what he was saying, but it was like, you know what I mean, huh? And there, there's three, you know what I mean. But that was really cool. Everybody really liked that one. Then afterwards, we had a table lodge that went from like six p.m. to two a.m. or something ridiculous. One a.m. I don't even. There was so much alcohol, just I mean, I don't even drink. And it was there there just there was just nonstop. There was seventeen toasts. What? Yeah. It was it yep. was really long. This God is why I love my, This is why I love my TO Lodge. You could do that much more often if you visited your local traditional observance guys, Nick. Um, there is no local traditional observance lodge in Florida. Oh, yes. Um, also, you, know, you could take up drinking, and I feel like you would, you would be less grumpy about masonry. <laughs> Just 
just become an alcoholic, Nick. Just and you can become an alcoholic. No big deal. Two times a day. You'll yeah. be able to talk about George Washington. Speaking of which, um, I discovered this week in my local douchebag vape shop, uh, where I buy my douchebag vape supplies, that yeah, like, uh, they are they are really big into this like cannabinoid oil thing now. Yeah. Is that a thing everywhere, or is that just here in Western Pennsylvania? I think uh, no. since it's, it's Ill- big everywhere that actual marijuana is not legal, because that is... Let that get hasty. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, what... Are you are you saying it's not, John? Uh, not everywhere. It's certainly not. The cannabinoid oil? No. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it, it's definitely legal here. It's quasi legal federally. So. I see that shit through, like coming through the post office because... on a on, on a regular basis. Well, really? Technically, yeah. anything that's made from the hemp plant for human consumption is illegal. Um, well, I think this bypasses that because it's not like a food product. It's an additive or something. No, it, it still is. Know. But there's that thing that happened in the Obama years for trialing the manufacture of, of hemp for market research. So all these places can sell it under the guise of their you know, they're doing agricultural research to see if it's marketable. Apparently, Customs seizes it on a regular basis, so it's not really illegal. Yeah. Huh. It's it's a... Uh, no, that's the loophole. Uh, I just learned that from the, the state legislature is all these stores are selling it because it's it's that exemption for uh, for doing agricultural viability research. There's an exception in the law for that. Well, part of agricultural viability is, is there a market for it? Does it sell? So they're getting around selling it by saying, well, we, we can't study if it's viable or not unless we see if people will buy it. Um, <laughs> and the feds are looking the other way, and so it's all just kind of happening. But I'm really surprised that you can send it through the post office. Uh, you can, and let me let me tell you all and the listeners. Uh, I have a friend who ordered some, and it doesn't do a goddamn thing. So don't waste your time or your money. <laughs> do you have a friend, or you have a friend? I said I had a. I said I have a friend, Nick. Shut up. Do you mean a friend, or you mean a <laughs> friend? Uh huh. Anyway, move it on. So after the table lodge, I think your eyes are blinking. After the table lodge. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack the conversation, but the, the thought of substance abuse made me think of that. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, after I mean, after Table Lodge, everybody was just kind of like out after that. And then uh, Worshipful Brian Simmons, who put on the event, excuse me, the next day took a bunch of Masons that weren't local and showed them around all the Masonic sites in Boston because it's Boston. Um, it's old. It has a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, so he took them all there. It was it was a really good day. It was really the turnout was awesome. There was tons of people there, and we had uh, maybe nine or ten or twelve vendors that came out. Masonic Revival was there. That they were amazing. Um, those guys are awesome. They're just they seem a little overpriced to me. Like if I was. A wealthy man, I would buy a lot of their stuff. So, I, I've, I've, got, I've got one of their ties, and I love it. 
It's it's like an all black tie. It's a master's tie. It's got like master symbols on it. Uh huh. And I wear it on occasion. But... I'm looking them up right now. I have actually never looked at their stuff. Yeah, so it, I I would agree, and they're on Amazon as well. I would agree they're a little expensive, um, but not when you. S- they're expensive when you compare it to like the crappy Freemason stuff that everybody buys on Amazon, right? Or dropshipped. Or dropshipped on. Well, from that's what Amazon or something. Is. It's straight from Alibaba through the Amazon in exactly. the dropshipper's pocket. But no, this guy like he just traveled to Morocco, and he actually went to all of the um, places that make everything he sells, and he made sure it was like clean and legit. It's no like quality stuff. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's definitely next level uh, quality stuff. So it's absolutely worth the price, in my opinion. Hmm. And then they had a bunch of local guys that did. Um, uh, they had a bunch of local guys that uh, came out and like guys that were you know made rings and did this and did that. Ryan Flynn was making master master mason uh, certifications or something. I don't remember. I don't know how to describe it. But yeah, it was an amazing time. Tons of people there. A lot of really great discussions. Uh, a lot of yeah. alcohol, apparently. Oh my goodness. Well, yes. <laughs> that is that is a Masonic tradition uh, in spite of what our not our forefathers, just our fathers uh, would say <laughs> because they're yeah. in denial. Masonry's never had anything to do with alcohol. Ever, yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's so that's basically Masonicon. It was amazing. I I did talk about you guys in the in the talk <laughs> that I did. I've not had a chance to listen to your talk yet, Nick. But I that's okay. Will. It's only I mean it's only been like five days. You know, I I get it. You just sent the link like today, dickhead. Y'all, I can get a 30-second degree apron for like $188. They're not that expensive. I'm pretty sure our temple just paid more than that for 30-second degree aprons. He also makes custom aprons. Um, He's actually... I don't know if I'm allowed to say which lodge it is, but there's a lodge where he's actually getting the, the real lambskin material together. He's designing it. They put a whole thing on it. You're not talking about lodge. Dave Bacon, are you? No, I'm not. There's a fella named Dave Bacon. He uh, is a tattoo artist. He lives in Ohio. Uh, He does custom aprons, and they are phenomenal. This dude is the coolest artist I've ever seen, Uh, and more so tattoo artists. If you're looking for a custom apron, look him up. Or a tattoo. If you're in Ohio and you need a tattoo, find him. No, shaking your head no for. I'm not shaking my head anything. Um. I'm saying that that's, definitely were. That's not no. I'm saying that's not him. That Masonic Revival is owned by. Okay, I didn't know it was. It's owned by somebody else. But yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's really cool stuff. Um, yeah. So, uh, Bruce, you haven't got to listen to the. You didn't listen to the link yet. No. No, I, I I work today. Actually, I got to listen. I listened to it a little bit while I was driving. Um, a lot of it, what uh, Nick talked about, was how he started the After Lodge and how it's grown over the years. And 
Dude, I was so. About his youth in in West Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. You bastard! I thought I was like, I was like, damn, somebody actually listened to it. (laughs) My goodness, Uh, Nick! Like, I'm seriously gonna listen to it. You just you gotta give me more than a few hours. Come on. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, I do next week for you. Next week. I'm saying, like, next week's show, I'll talk about it. I have the unfortunate luck of being in a chat, a group chat. I forgot you're not going to be here next week because you were here this week. Okay, the week after or the week after that, maybe. Dude, we talk every day in this chat group. If anyone ever subpoenaed us for what we talk about in the After Lodge chat room, chat group. We'd be heroes. No, no, we wouldn't be heroes be of nothing. Oh, we'd be famous, all right. We'd be in Guantanamo Bay. Oh, yeah, definitely there. Where, where did Harlan go? I, I think where he went. Harlan just disappeared. He's, he's, left. he's already on. running for the Canadian. <sighs> Should I turn on his microphone, even though he muted what it? What happens so when we don't on? have an agenda before the show starts? You've never had an agenda in your life. <laughs> we have. <laughs> oh, oh, no, back in the early days, we had the whiteboard. Yeah, we had yeah. a whiteboard. This is this is back when we all recorded in the same place, not over the interwebs. And the whiteboard was basically useless, but we did have how, a whiteboard. How dare you, sir? Well, no, some shows you would get through, Some shows you would have 15 topics listed on the whiteboard and you'd get through all 15 in the first 4 minutes and then you'd be like, <laughs> "Now what do we do?" And then other shows in other shows you had like three topics listed on there. And we got sidetracked and never hit the first one. I mean, but the whiteboard was a good go-to. It was a good. So now, what's a suggestion for what to talk, to talk about? Whatever comes Nick, naturally is is going to be a bigger priority anyway. Yeah. Well, Nick, you said that you joined all these other organizations like almost immediately after being raised as a Mason, right? I was mean, that I would say that, I was more forced, but sure. Well, that's that yeah. was going to be my that was going to be my question. When you joined Masonry, did you have plans saying, "Hey, I'm going to join Masonry so I can join the York Rite and the Scottish Rite and the and all the other stuff?" Or was it after you were raised, everybody kind of descended on you and said, "Hey, come do this." Which was it both or I didn't I don't believe I knew about York Rite because I was very diligent in my when people said, do not Google, do not Google, you know. So I, I think I, someone explained to me what it was, but I, I didn't care. Um, to me, because in Boston, especially in my mother lodge, all of the, uh, all of the member, most of the members are, are, are all in Blue Lodge, Chapter Council, and Commandery together, and they're in Scottish Rite together. So I was like, hey, I like these guys. These guys are awesome. And they're like, oh, you know, we have this thing called Scottish Rite. I was like, okay. And they were like, well, here, watch this DVD. So. Okay. So would you term them nice, friendly invitations? Or was it more like Masonic bullies where they're saying, hey, you got to do this and just stuff in the. No, 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 no. It was, it was, it was totally voluntarily. um, Because see, my experience was a little bit different. This is a story. Like my Masonic life just kind of got 
flipped all around upside down. And I'd like to take a minute just to uh, tell you about how it happened. Uh, yeah, I was born ahead, and raised, and I was born and raised in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> there was this playground where I spent most of my days, uh-huh. <laughs> just chilling out and, and all that, and. And finally, I joined the Masonic Lodge, and then suddenly all these guys, I, I was just out doing some Masonic lectures, and these guys who were up to no good started <laughs> causing trouble in my lodge in my neighborhood. And so we got into one little fight, and my wife got scared, and she said, you're moving to your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. And that's how I became the French <laughs> Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> Uh, Tony, you, know, you could have spent on the show writing that and making it Masonic themed. Yeah, it would have been like actually funny and or relevant. I love how he's like, eh, I spent time. Oh, oh god. <laughs> oh man. Do you know what Rick? Do you know what Rick wrote is now, Nick? Yes. Hey, not everybody knows what that. I know yeah, what it everybody is. Knows no. what that is. Everybody knows what that is. Everyone who's ever been on the internet. Everyone but your grandmother. You're, wait, you get bent out of shape because Bruce hasn't dropped anything to watch your little two seconds or whatever at Masonicon, and you don't know what Rick Rolling is? Meanwhile, he doesn't know who Rick <laughs> is. Seriously, out. I've got a message in my phone from Nick this morning saying, who is Rick Astley? I don't know. I didn't know. First of all, I didn't know his last name, and second of all, I didn't know what he looked like. I knew everything else about him. I, or I really don't know anything about except that Rick rolled video. That's the only thing I know, but I didn't know the guy's name or what he looked like. That's that's all you need to know. Um, on another note, I did not see S producer Marshall slip back back in. Oh my God, Marshall's yeah, stuck in. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, it's is. been a while. Yeah, I'll be back. welcome back, Marshall. Snuck back when you did. I don't know who this guy is. Uh, Nick, this is uh, this is assistant <laughs> producer Marshall. Um, who violated our no call no show policy and then we gave you his job and then we yeah and we see how well that went hey yeah. hey hey nick you know the crap you were giving me for not listening to your to your one talk have you ever listened to any of our massive backlog of shows because he's on a vast majority of those yes. absolutely uh, first uh. of all i can't hear you because tony's breathing into the microphone <laughs> My hand is, is it's not me. My hand is right here. It would be fine if you weren't touching his mic. He keeps moving his mic like every five seconds. He just did it again. He moves his mic in his chair and he's like. (sighs) Like Darth Vader. Tony, I'm mailing you my fucking microphone. Seriously. Here, somebody at this, Harlan, when you go to edit, Harlan's not even here right now. When you go to edit this episode. Put in that Michelle McLaughlin, McLaughlin thing. Do you remember? And be like, do you hate the background noise of Tony as much as we do? <laughs> Tribute. Do you remember? You got a dollar a day. I used to invest a lot more time going back and cutting that sort of stuff out. I I, I don't do that anymore. So yeah, that was weird about the show. How how many years ago is has that been? I don't know a couple. Okay, we've been at this for a while, Bruce. Uh, uh, more I'm, than four I'm, years. I'm aware, buddy. I've been here for all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a while. I don't it's, know how many podcasts have lasted four years, but I'm pretty sure that list is way smaller than the number of podcasts out there. Me. 
Although we still haven't outlived the round table, so that's a thing that I have to make sure we do. Well, sure we have. They started like two weeks after us. They did, but then we missed a few shows in the transition eh. season a couple years ago, and they didn't. So Wait a minute. What uh, episode number are they on? I don't know. Well, that doesn't count, though, because they started doing like like twice a week ones there for a while and numbering them sequentially. That, that doesn't, that doesn't. Uh, Okay, but how long are their episodes? Uh, I don't minutes. Know. And then if you take away the 45 minutes for introductions that each episode is, <laughs> what is their runtime compared to ours? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that, that is a thing. Uh, we used to poke fun at those guys, mostly uh, Mickey Johnson, about when he'd come on the show because like, we would I, I, roll out a, uh, like a ream of toilet paper like it was a resume and just start it. reading off dues cards yeah. and titles. Dispersion on them, but the best of them left when Nick Johnson did. Nick Johnson. Bruce. I'm sorry. You have can come that if you want. If you flip to page 12, there's a rule about saying nice things about Nick Johnson while we're on the air. Uh, what, that yeah. was a nice thing about Nick Johnson. I just called him the best of them. Okay, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> um, it was not a nice thing about their podcast, but it was a nice thing about Nick Johnson. You know, Johnson. Nick Johnson, he sucks the least out of those guys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what's he doing these days? Since he's not, you know, roundtabling. You know, every few months I see people share his um, masonry wow. should be elitism thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, that was a good post. Does does he still do his blog? I haven't checked it in a while. I, oh, I was actually pulling it up so. right now. Uh, I, was, uh, actually, I just looked at it uh, just a couple of days ago, and he hasn't updated it in a while. For the listeners who do not know, this is the Millennial Freemason. I believe it's the millennialfreemason.com, but just uh, yeah. Millennial Freemason. It's you just find his blog posts. They are informative and poignant. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I thought you were Nick. What's your last name, Nick? I thought you were Nick Johnson. <laughs> oh. oh. No. <laughs> what are you yeah, didn't. Oh, didn't. Oh, oh. He no wishes. All Nicks look alike. Didn't Nick Harvey get called like the other Nick for a while? Or was it Nick Johnson we called the other? One of them was referred to as the other Nick there for a while. Yes. So we had the show that we entitled The Battle of the Nicks, and we called both of them the other Nick. There was the no the, <laughs> the first few shows that Nick was on, we like re- really ran him through the gauntlet there. We 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 kind of shit talked him for a while. So it was probably during those. I don't, we I could have know. the loose Nick segment. The loose Nick segment. I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> we, have, we have the shows when, when we invited him on before John started hanging out with us uh, to talk about his his controversial post. And then the Knicks got into it and we let them go. And then if you read the show notes, if you scroll back on the website and go to the Battle of the Knicks, I believe I referred to both of them as the other Nick at some point or another. (laughs) You would know that if you listen to the old posts. I don't have to listen to the old posts. I'm in them. Wait, what? No. No. You're in the new ones, though. There's about 145 of them before you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. There's other world, Nick. In the before oh, times. New world. 
Yeah, in the before times. Um, Back when we were relevant. What? Oh, <laughs> Who said that? What is wrong with you? Ow. That hurts my pride, man. We're, we're relevant. Oh, Grand Lodge of Texas clarifies ban on guns in Lodge. Oh, good. Yeah. How? It's a past bastard article. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's that's a good. Uh, I got real excited about that, and I was like, "Oh man, no, that's not good." Done, show show fodder. If you're done scrolling through Nick Johnson's Millennial Freemason blog. I then advise you to check out the Past Bastard, uh, because it is good stuff. All the oh, the time. past the past bastard is magnificent. It is. It is a work of art. It's like the uh, Onion, but it's true sometimes, and you're like, <laughs> you just can't tell. It's like, like, you know, after like President Trump got elected and they're like, well, nothing else to do here. <laughs> yep. I, I, dream of, I dream of one day being published on that site. I just haven't found the right literary piece to send to them yet. Um, but one day I will. Oh, so they just publish any, any you know, amusing articles that get sent to them? No, no. They, they've got like members of that team that write their posts, but I'm pretty oh. sure if I did something good enough they would they would publish me uh I just, i'm not up to that level of whatever that is uh, but i want to be so bad i i like the fact that they like basically slammed bill holstler on one of their recent posts with a picture of bill holstler and you know who it is but they you know just slightly adjust the name and then just put the whoop and stick to him yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. That whole thing was in code. <laughs> no. You ever listen to any other <sighs> podcast, Nick? Yeah, three distinct knocks. Dot net. Hey. Dot org. No, we Let's haven't go. we we haven't been because um David Riley's husband has been in the hospital. Um yeah, it's like super sad. We're not going to talk about it, but just keep them in your thoughts. Oh, it is. It is. I was about to ask how he's doing. And we uh, finally. Well, here, let me. I mean, it was a really bad couple weeks, but let me see. Because of course, David said something, and you're like, "Well, yeah, if you say it like that, that's you know." He said, "Today was a better day. We are not out of the woods, but I could see a path, and there is sunlight. I learned today how profoundly grateful I can be for a single smile." Uh. Okay. Rega regarding this situation, I'll tell you guys offline. All right then. You know who Tony reminds me of? That lady who did the mm -hmm. White House correspondence dinner jokes comedian, which is a very. Didn't watch that either. Uh... Not trying to defend Trump or anything, but her jokes really were pretty inappropriate. Have you ever listened to a most comedians are so before this one? <clears throat> yes, and there have been some right, like they're all like that. Yes, they they are all. Are they all that bad? Yes. Yeah, yes. they're all really. That one bad. seemed worse. The only than difference normal. is the people on the receiving end aren't as butthurt as this one for some reason. I don't. Well, I don't, she went after the women what? that work for Trump, and it's like. Yeah. Eh, but it's, there's a meme. They, they had Sarah Silverman one year with Obama, and it got. Oh ugh. my! 
Who in their oh. right mind invite, invited her? <laughs> I don't know. Now, I, I, I will it, point I out. It would actually be funny to do that, that bit. There was an unwritten rule at the time that the, you know, the first lady and, and family were, were not acceptable targets for that sort of stuff. Um, but everyone else is fair game, especially if you're on the staff. Like, that's just, just yeah. how that works. Yeah. So I, I understand hey, I why I've, people... I've heard some of this woman's but... stuff before, and I, did, I, I, never, I don't think she's funny. I don't think she's funny. She reminds period. me of... They they rarely are. I, I don't think most of the correspondent dinners have funny people. I'm just pointing out that I there's a lot of outrage life. about about nothing because this is how the correspondence dinner always works. Well, that guy from Key and Peel that did the Obama skit that was funny. Oh yeah, that one was. I still like when Obama uh, shared his birth video and it was. Uh, like he he calls out Trump, who's there, and's like, "Here, here's my birth video." Oh, man. It's the opening scene to the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, so, like, yeah, I think this woman went a little bit over the top, yeah. and she kept yeah. like, but anyway, but there was a meme that went out that said, uh, "Donald Trump grabbed them by the you know the p word." I moved on her like a b word. Blood coming out of her wherever. I would bomb the crap out of them. If she wasn't my date, my daughter, I'd date her. And African countries are crap hole nations. And then it was like Republicans. Michelle Wolf was way over the top. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a list of all of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's why I, I started that off with I'm not trying to defend him. Right. He said some really bad stuff, but well, it, here's that the doesn't make her any better. So the correspondence totally. dinners, both whether it's the congressional correspondence dinner or the White House correspondence dinner, there are they're dinosaurs. There are archaic practices that just they, yeah. they fucking don't serve any purpose whatsoever. Nope. Other than to line up the possibility of somebody get somebody getting their tit in a twist. Uh, and it's it's just tradition. It's it's a thing with the just, correspondence. It's it's yeah. But still, I mean, like the only time I've ever watched a correspondence dinner was because Lewis Black was the guy doing it. Yes, and I that was because I like. Oh, about that one was, was great. A, that was a very good one. <laughs> that was. Um, I think but George I, Carlin did it one year, way way back. No way. Really? Shut up. Maybe. Way way back, like before I was born. Back. Um, I, know, I know Seth Meyer did it way before uh, Trump had announced he was running for office, and he roasted the that. shit out of him. That was actually funny. That little part of it, I saw that on the news. But yeah, yep. and I've it's... heard like before they started broadcasting those dinners that they used to be far, far worse. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, because you're talking like the old school, like Rat Pack days when they weren't broadcasting that one. You know. Yeah, I mean, when it was all just yeah. like old white guys smoking cigars and there were no women around, and it was a uh... right. <laughs> in the good days. There's still ashes I mean, at the tables and everything like yes. that. Yeah. Too late. Yeah, those would have been the days to go to the correspondence dinner. <laughs> oh, and now, man. Milton Merle. Oh. Yeah. Uh, go find the seedy comedian from some New York club that's too raunchy for anybody to go to and bring him to the dinner. Yeah, you start busting like Don Rickles, Milton Burl, all the old yeah. pissed off white guys. Oh. Anyway, I, I brought up George Carlin. I'm having my moment of internal sadness. I'm trying to 
push out and get over. Okay. Um, he was that guy died, and part of the light of my my life just went away. He was he was the thing you could laugh at, no matter how bad was, things got. He was very singular as a comedian. Yes, yes he was. Yeah, I was born I in the wrong era. Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. I, I'll never get over Robin Williams. Seriously. I did too, but it was a different sort of way. Williams. I was surprised. I, I went back and listened to some of Williams' stuff. I, I just how dirty his stand-up is. Is mm-hmm. compared to like the the image you get from his movies? I'm like, oh my god! You're like, but you it was just absolutely me? hilarious. Have you ever seen? Good morning, Vietnam. Because it was yes. about as yes, raunchy as like as published movies could be at the time. Well, like Rob Williams live at the Met. That was like his first really big break. I mean, when you do stand up at the Met, that's the big thing. You know, you're doing stand up mm-hmm. on Broadway. Yeah. When he did that show, it was for like two and a half hours. He didn't take a he just bing 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 through the whole thing. He was coked out of his mind. <laughs> So he's all snowed up and just firing everything off at 90 miles an hour for two hours. It's like, if you want to have your shit hurt because you're on the floor laughing so hard, spool that up. Yeah. I may have to. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how he if delivered you got spot- If you've got Spotify, it's on. He's got his, his stuff's on Spotify. Was it faster than his just normal pace? Because that, that was his style was... Quick pace, but yeah, there's like a little bit of ex- a little more accelerando in that one. A little bit of tiger blood. Yeah. Dragon. Uh, what was it? Dragon energy. Dragon energy. Tiger yeah, blood. Per- Peruvian marching powder. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what the that dragon was- energy is? Isn't that something no. they had on like Iron is Fist? Anything like tiger blood. Is it, so- is it trucker speed? So Kanye West said that Donald Trump has dragon energy just like he does. And oh. then Donald Trump retweeted that. And that's kind of the world we live in right now. Okay, well, dragons are fucking fake. So that so means Kanye. So Kanye. Slavery, slavery was a choice. Did you know that? Kanye said so. Oh, so it's got to be true. I can't believe he said that. Right, wait, oh, is that what? what everybody's been all twisted up about? Did yes. you mean like if you were a slave, you like that was your, your choice? Like you made it. I, I don't know his what his meaning was, but he basically said that slavery, like the the pe- hmm. slavery was voluntary. So that like it was. I think something about like I think. Hold on, let me let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, that, that dude said, has said some epically stupid shit over the last what 10, 15 years. Yes. That that might yes, but it's getting worse over the last two weeks. Well, tell you what we're not going to do is we're not going to take a panel of seven old white guys and dissect this subject. So yeah, that's let's, fair. let's move on. Are we going to use our soapbox to enhance his image? Yes. We'll let Harlan make his uh, uh, his backhand racist comments on his own. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> it's so, accidental racist, John. I, sorry, sorry. Well, no, I did I did intentional racism at the beginning of the thing. Yeah, you did. That, that, that's a uh, very southern, yeah. I'm proud of you. Yes, you know, yes. As a as a stolid Yankee, I'm, well I'm learning learning the ways of intentional racism. <laughs> um, yeah, he said, "When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice." That was a quote. We just, uh, huh? We just decided that we're not 
we're not going to do this. Um, so, yeah, let's sorry. not do this. Yeah. All right. Uh, not that I struggle with cultural sensitivity. It's just it's, it's going to do nothing good for us, our listeners. Um, so, yeah. We can talk about our new social media platform that we're starting. Are we starting a new social media platform? Yeah, Facebook. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Forgot about <laughs> What? Uh, so, Nipples. Facebook. Uh, Nipples earned his name. Like, again. God bless his heart. And, and like, he was. He tries so hard. He does. <laughs> he really does. What are we talking about? He so was. Nipples. I'm waiting to find out. Our Lodge was trying to promote our upcoming fairs and, like, drum up business. And he had a typo in typing Facebook, and he typed Facebook, <laughs> and everybody from our lodge gave him shit for it for like two weeks. Well, but then he copies oh. and pastes that particular yeah. post. Oh, yeah, no, every like one group in the county, Facebook, like mean, all over. All over. Oh, it's it's all more than right. this. That so, so it wasn't just the one post. He's a member of a bunch of different groups, right. and he copied and pasted that post. All of these different groups. <laughs> And then, like, somebody pointed it out, so he went back and corrected the first one, but not all these other ones. So all these other ones... By his own like admission, he doesn't know how many he posted it to. From a businessman about these fairs we have coming up, and then at the end it says Facebook. Contact us on Facebook. He, he can't go fix them all because he doesn't remember where he put them all. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he did say that. He said, I don't remember all of them. And I believe we were letting him post under the admin account for that page, weren't we? Yes, he still is. Yeah, yeah so he posted it as like our organization oh, all right. over Facebook. No. The guy we call Nipple. Wait, really? Nobody can remember. And then he has it has to be Facebook. It couldn't be like a, a then instead of a then. No, it had, it had to be Facebook because nipples. And it, it was just it was just too much. Oh my gosh, Tony, I can't hear. <laughs> but yes, um, this is, uh, he's been on the show before. Uh, we did the, he was on a couple shows that we would play with his nickname in the title. There was one entitled uh, Fellow Craft Nipples. Uh, oh, I remember that and one. And also uh, uh, Upcoming Nipsuals before he got married. So yeah, he's been on the yeah, show. Yeah, the Nipsuals. Oh, that's what that was. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tony, you don't have to not breathe. Just don't like keep slapping your mic with your hand. But he's never gonna shake. He's never gonna shake that nickname now. Like Facebook has sealed it. He will be in the in the Masonic villages with the nurses calling him Mister Nipples. Well, the funny part about that he's is stuck for life. Yeah, his wife calls him Nipples. Yes, he does. <laughs> Especially when she's around like lodge stuff, we yeah. I don't know if she does it just to appease us or to make him mad, or if she does it all the time. Add a girl. Yeah, it's it's a name that stuck a long time ago when he was just a lowly EA. Um, <laughs> yep. Nothing will beat you greeting his wife at the uh, uh, dinner or the the. Oh, install installation a couple years ago. So he walks in, nipples. She's following Mrs. Nipples, and then just the look on the look on your face. You're like, oh, I should not have said that. You, you just yes. 
someday, someday, there's going to be a group of people Someone. gathered, and there's going to be a man there today. saying, "Today we lay oh, our lustrous brother nipples to rest." <laughs> He's laid uh-huh. down the working tools. <laughs> None of us remember where he got that name because the guys who gave it to him have been dead for forty years. But he died. It stuck. Who died? Um, yeah, like the next generation of Masons and the one after that, like the ones that will actually bury the nipples, will be calling him Nipples. Here lies that nickname. Nipples. Will have been long lost. Somewhere in the state, there has to be a, like a memorial lodge named after him. So it's like <laughs> nipple, Nipples Lodge. <laughs> and then a number. Yeah. Hmm. I can see a college fraternity making that part of the hazing that you got to spend the night at his tomb because it says nipples on the, on the tomb. You got to spend the night with nipples. With your nipples. You, you must stay in the crypt of nipples. <laughs> but we, as free and accepted nipples. <laughs> What's fun is like everybody's gotten used to it now, so we've forgotten that that it's an odd nickname because like we'll have like grand lodge dignitaries who dare to visit our lodge and we're just like hey nipples good to see you like they don't even notice anymore but every now and again yeah, nope. somebody new will show up and they're perplexed like when our our right yeah. reverend visited us for the first time and he'd never been to our lodge and then we're running around calling this guy uh, nipples. Uh, <laughs> i was when i first came around <laughs> Yeah, um, so I, I forget sometimes. You know, you could cre- you could create a whole degree around that, Nick. That's a good. That was a good comment because I'm sitting there running in my head. Uh, the operative Mason made use. <laughs> the operative that might be that. That is going to be that is a good fundraiser table lodge degree right there. Yeah. Look, if you degree. look, if you guys did the burning brazier, I think they also did this weekend a uh, a turtle thing. Are you guys in that turtle thing? Nick, are you a turtle? I am, I've never drank before. Bet your sweet ass I am. There we go. Everybody's now calling in masonry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. What was that? But nobody knows why. Everybody Wait. is, but they don't know why. Wait, Tony, you're not a turtle of all people? Tony, just say have, it. Just say it. I are. have. I have no idea what a turtle is. Don't worry, but there's no follow up because he's, again, he's totally a turtle. Knows why. Well, see, I've never understood no. what the, the like. I've heard two official answers to that, and I'm not really sure which one's the actual right one. Is there I, really like a turtle degree or a turtle thing? I had heard, club? I'd heard it explained by the old 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 guard um, <clears throat> back in fraternalism's heyday when there were like a million fraternities and everybody belonged to one or six, um, <laughs> asking somebody, are you a turtle was just a, it was a generic term for, are you a lodge goer? Whether that's a Mason uh, fraternity or man or an elk or a, an odd fellow or a, what? I don't think that's it. Whatever. Yes, that's it. That's what that's how it started. advised as a, well, that, that's that call the fun out of it. How did that turn into like Which everyone? Be- uh, turn into what? Because if you said yes, that meant you were a member of the Elks or the Moose or the Masons. Yeah, it meant you liked to drink because fraternalism in its heyday was big on drinking. 
that's that's what you did. Doesn't Got it. Drink. But that does make that that the the every it kind of being the catch-all makes the other answer I've heard is uh, I am, but I don't remember what I'm supposed to say. Also makes yes. sense. That is. He's like, if you're a member of so many different organizations, that is the correct answer to that question. Yep. To so argue. Yes, but makes a lot of sense. It was it was Ron that told me that, so I put a whole lot of stock in uh, in that being factual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turtles a, up there with being he really knows his stuff, the... and B because he's old enough to know what he's talking about. Yeah, being a turtle is like being a member of the Order of the Lotus, an order of the uh, distilled Royal Arch Masons, or the. Uh, Order of the High Rollers. It's kind of <laughs> the distilled the Royal Arch <laughs> Yep, the Duran. Turtles all the way down. Started in Minnesota. Interesting. I'm a member of Angels Cast number one. Hey, I was voted to join the York Rite College. Woohoo. Nice. Yeah. And did I tell you guys Jessica's pregnant? You yes. did. Yes. Last show. We, we, did. Show. we, we were congratulated on you. But congrats yeah. again. Congratulated you. How's she doing? Ready to sell those stupid drones. Yes. You and poor that sucker. Audi. Say goodbye to the Audi. Poor, poor sucker. Um, and hello yeah. to the Honda Odyssey. Oh, man. Oh, that's we, right. We were talking about the cars last time. And it was like uh, were we? So yes, Odyssey kind of sounds like Audi. So you should just get used to saying it. Listen. So I did something dumb. But then it turned Audi out to be man. something good. So, real quick. So, <laughs> I figured out which car I wanted to get. I wanted to get the Volkswagen Atlas. That was too expensive. So I got. The, I wanted to get the Volkswagen Passat because it has the self, the like the kind of self driving thing. Like when you're on a highway, it like just pretty much does everything. Um, because I drive 45 minutes to lodge. So if I you know get this, then I could like be on my phone or something. You know, something productive while I'm driving 90 miles an hour on a 4,000-pound tank. Yeah, you're not hey, did you ever drive your wife's Mustang? What? I hated uh, her Mustang. <laughs> Hold on. Just answer the question. Yeah, I hated it, though. Have you ever in your life had fun? <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, what does this mean? I have no idea fun. what this means. So you have, to, you have to get a car for autopilot with autopilot in it. I'm so sorry, back to while, Volkswagen. While you're traveling, you can fuck about behind the wheel? Yeah. yeah. The, I, the I believe, I believe that. Well, he's got to be able to fly his drone right behind oh, the car, so he needs I'm the sorry. autopilot. First of all, <laughs> first of all he has John, to take pictures of himself to post on Facebook. John, for the <laughs> third time tonight, your computer is using the wrong microphone. Okay. Or I that one. That's I use an iPad, not a computer. Yes, we, we addressed this before the show. We could literally you see didn't know if you were here. Face. Anyway, second of all, so you're saying you never text and drive? Never nope. do it? Really? No, I don't do yeah. that either. That, well, that's that... because neither of you have friends. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, or because we've yeah. both seen what happens when you... Yeah, I, I have that whole yeah. license and former law enforcement thing. And yeah. yeah, they're on the law end. Um, I, I, I'm on the, I'm I on the rescue end of that. It ain't worth it. No matter how bad and angry my wife gets, she can wait. Yeah. Wow. Harlan, um, to be I've, fair, I've I feel it, like I... you ignore her regardless of what your current situation is. Not, 
Excellent. Not to mention, Nick, I have a $20 Bluetooth attachment for my car that plays through my speakers that I can just say, repeat text, and Sergio will read it off oh, for me. Yeah, I've got Google Auto, so I guess technically I can text and drive. It just Yeah, I can dictate. I've got Sync. Available yep. in all Ford Mustangs. I've got a 98 <laughs> Ford F-150 with nothing in it. <laughs> so anyway... So let me know if I told you guys this part. So I basically, I found the lowest possible price that they will sell you the car for. Like the absolute, they're not going to go any lower than this. This is for what again? The Volkswagen. 650. An L, L Volkswagen. Which one? Made in, made in the Passat. Okay. And then I emailed, and I personalized it. I said, hey, name. Um, I emailed, I think, <laughs> 15 or 20 Volkswagen dealerships in Florida, and some in Georgia. And I said, I, I emailed them all separately, right? And I said, hey, listen, I'm looking for this car. I'm looking under this price. Not trying to be a dick. Don't want to do the back and forth. If you could beat it, let me know. If not, no harm, no foul. And out of like those 15, 20 or whatever it was, I got, I got, I actually got a lot of emails back. And most of them were like, sorry, can't go under MSRP. I'm like, so you were looking for a new one? Excuse me. Yeah, brand new one. Okay. All right. Pay for these things. Oh, wait. No kids yet. Okay. Never mind. So yeah, just let him tell the story. Yeah. So then, so then like some guys started calling and they're like, oh, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. We could do. And then like, dude, they run such scams, man. How much did they charge you for the undercoating? Well, I didn't get the car yet. And I obviously want to get the undercoating, but the price we started with. <laughs> I hope not, Nick. The price we started with, we're now six thousand dollars below that the car's not even that expensive to begin with we're now six thousand dollars below that and some guys like if you come in right now i'll, get, I'll take five hundred dollars off i'm like it, it's eight o'clock at night i'm not i'm like not going there but so i but i have that and i have it and he wrote if i'll take five hundred dollars and bring the cost to blah so then i took that and I screenshotted it, and I didn't say who it was from, and I emailed one of the other guys that I, that's in the bidding war, and I said, hey, this guy says he could do this all day. What can you do? He goes, if you come in uh, before next week, I'll take $1,000 off. I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> so, I was reading this week. Just give me your lowest uh, offer. In, a, in an unrelated financial piece about all of the car dealerships are – um, They're like dying. Jay is, Jay, is, Jay is playing with a condom. No, I'm playing with the. It's like the uh, condom. The goo you you press it in and it farts. Uh, Prophylactic. Uh, <laughs> also, not do this. So, As so condom, can you? I wait heard that you? like nobody. No more heavy breathing. Hard. No more sex toys. Let's just let's just make the agreement. <laughs> wait, no, I can't agree to that. No more condoms. We can't be that broad. That's too broad. It's been a problem for a while. You don't want more kids? Broad. Just with <laughs> hands are on the show. So, um, I you lost my train of thought. You were reading oh. something that said? Yes. Uh, all of the dealerships all over the country are like dying to move sedans because they're, they're not moving. Nobody's buying sedans or coupes. Everybody's buying SUVs and crossovers and trucks. Dude, you're like the fifth person to tell me that. Why does everybody want a crossover for? I don't know. I don't get it. I love I love cars, but it's you like a get on the what, way. Do wanna, what do you want a crossover? Oh, you live in Florida. Never you're gonna buy a facade. Come on. So it's it's so bad. 
that like Ford announced that they're basically discontinuing every car they make except for the Mustang and some fusion <laughs> in their building. All right, there was that, we're, that, we're not going to miss anything. I thought they were keeping what are the you focus. Saying right well, now, well, yeah, Hold there's on. there's some focus that they're Harlan new. Ford has eight different trucks they make, and they're not they, discontinuing any of them. No, I said cars. They're, they're, no, they're only keeping the cars and the SUV type car vehicles, with the exception of and the, the Mustang. Hang on, which is everything just said. I just named everything they make. Just hanging on. They're, they're discontinuing. Harlan, this is what we call listening to fake news. <laughs> no, this is actual real news. What are they Ford is discontinuing everything. Everything. No. They're discontinuing what? all of the car style vehicles except for the Mustang, and it's either the Focus or the Fusion. I forget it's, which it's one they're going to. So, not the Taurus? Sedan. No, Taurus is gone. They're stopping all the sedans. Yeah. The gun. Of the, course, the uh, media the says it's all, all of it. Where, where did you see gone, this? Because the, this is the, the first I've heard of it. Do you have any uh, actual Chevy, news? Chevy's doing the same thing. They're killing off the, the Impala and the Malibu and the all sorts of other sedans. Again, what is your source? Uh, I mean, I'm looking at Reuters. I mean, mine came look on from, the side uh, of the road. Give me a link. <laughs> I'm sending it down. Uh, look, so, look, on the, look on the side of the road. All the police departments are now going to SUVs and crossovers. Nobody's driving the sedans and the Tauruses and all that anymore. Uh, no, I've, I've, I saw a police Taurus so today, this actually. In, this was in my financial news about investment advice because like, things like that affect the things you might want to invest in or not. And it was a piece. Uh, I know Fortune Magazine ran it, uh, and there's a couple of others. I've seen it in more than one place. Uh, from different different car makers who are discontinuing their sedans and coupes all over the place because Americans aren't buying them. Even Honda was struggling to make anywhere close to projected sales on the freaking Accord. Like they're selling the hell out of CRVs and pilots and that new truck they started making that I forget what it's called. Yeah. Nobody's buying Civics or Accords. And when I say nobody, that's relatively nobody. There's still thousands of people buying those things, but do you think that maybe they just made too many? Like they just no overshot projections. No, the story I mean, is, as I read it is that gas prices condition. gas prices have not continued to skyrocket like everyone thought they would, <laughs> and the big vehicles are getting much more fuel efficient, and so mm, people are just clamoring. Well, back in my day, I think the problem is back in my day. You could tell what car was coming down the road by its headlights, like if it was dark. And, and, and nowadays, you can have 15 different models of cars, and every one of them looks the same. Well, they all look like electric no shavers. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a little bit of trim work that's different on them, but they I, all have the same bodies. I will back, I'll back Tony everything. up on this all day because that's how we, do, we dodged the cops when I was a kid, as we could tell mm -hmm. the squad cars by the yeah. shape of their headlights. Yeah, right. the, the, that's yeah. what I was going to say. The, the shape of the Crown Vic headlight profile was like burned into the back of my retina. So yep. you knew. Yep. You knew, but now you can't tell because they're driving chargers and. Well, around here in town now, they're driving SUVs and pickup trucks everywhere. So, pickup uh, trucks, really? Pickup yeah. trucks? We got. I'm not seeing the pickup. But oh, it's wow. a industry-wide thing, and I was just struck to to hear about Ford and like the Taurus, which is one of those Ford models I'm fond of. Uh, I they're they're not going to make them. And well, the Taurus was near the end of its 
model life anyway. It's it's had its current. I mean, this year's this the the current model's been in for like seven years. Yeah, it's been a while. And they were due for either a redesign or cutting it. I did also read that the the luxury segment hasn't had this impact. So like Mercedes, BMW, uh, Audi. Well, that's because Audi and, and Mercedes are coming out with these uh, entry models like the A3 where they sell them for pennies, but they have literally n- no technology in them but a damn Audi badge. And it's just, it's just uh, diluting the whole brand. Hey, everybody. Uh, 30 grand to Nick is pennies, just in yes. case you were curious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here, here's, here's, the, here's the other trick is that foreign badge and that VW badge, it's the same fucking car. Yeah, Volkswagen is like <laughs> an Audi anyway, right? That's, they all Volkswagen, look, they all... Audi, Porsche, all the same company. No, yeah. Porsche is different. Porsche is different. No, not, it's owned by Volkswagen. Not entirely. Um, you can take quite a few Volkswagen parts and interchange them. Yeah, but it's Porsche. not like Audi. Audi, yeah. you can pay seventy grand right. for a car, and it's still going to be ninety percent Volkswagen. Yeah, I mean, Porsche I is so. only like maybe fifty percent, if that. Well, okay, there is that. However, I get it. I mean, I drive an Infiniti that's like ninety-five percent, if not more, Nissan. So, yeah, <laughs> it's. I paid the extra money, but not that much extra, uh, for my leather seats and the cool, cool infotainment features. Looks like the Cadillac CTS. It's a Cadillac CTS. Bullshit. It's an Impala. Move over. Uh, well, I liked uh, the, 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 the Chrysler. Cadillac's killing their the Chrysler Cirrus, the Dodge Neon. Oh, my God. And there was one more. They were all like it was basically the vents on the they inside were slightly different. Yeah, it was yeah, basically so the same vehicle, it. completely rebadged. My favorite thing is, is that was my, that was what my mom was driving when I first got my license was like I was a Cirrus, and I went yep. to school one day, and I had I drove it to school and I had my silver Cirrus parked next to a silver neon, which was parked next to a silver whatever the third one of that same badge line, and we all walk out at the same time, and it actually took us a second to realize which car was which. Yeah, ever since they got bailed out, the 80s, uh, that's exactly what they did. Because, like, even in 87, you had the Dodge Charger, the Dodge Daytona, the Plymouth Laser, and the Chrysler Conquest. And they were all the same car. Except the Conquest was rear-wheel drive. I know way too much about, like, 80s, 90s Mopar. Wasn't the Hummers that everybody was driving before the last gas crisis that were people were paying out the nose for those damn hummers and they were just what were they like suburbans. or suburbans yeah they were just they were just yeah. refitted suburbans or blazers like the h3s were just really refitted blazers yeah yeah, yeah. it was just the did not know they that that's the only the only authentic hummer version was the h1 and because that was built on the military spec and anybody that spent any time in a humvee <laughs> will tell you humvees. why the fuck would you buy a hummer yes. they are yeah. terrible Oh my um, God! Actually, somewhere <laughs> on my desk, I've still got that stupid. Same with uh, Land Rovers. You remember, John? The, yeah. the the your license to operate military vehicles is just like a little. Oh, it's like written on card the back of a post-it. They, yeah, 
I've still got mine. Seriously. Your, your picture It's not a photo on. ID. It's, it's like a, a little, card. It's a piece of paper with like typing and a couple of lines of shit on there, and that's it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, I've got like four or five of them because they were purpose for different types of vehicles. But yeah, I remember driving those damn things. I, I often wondered the same thing when I saw people buying Hummers by choice before I found out they weren't the same. I was like, why, why would you buy that by choice? That is well, and now you can buy decommissioned Hummers, like so you can get if you are stupid enough and just rockheaded that you want to waste money, Nick, you can actually go out and buy a Hummer. Well, it's yeah, not, I mean they're really easy to work on. Yeah, but they also yeah, get a mile and, a gallon, right? And you get really proficient at working on it because you're doing it all the fucking time. You because you, you basically need a a corporal or, or a specialist now. That's his job. That's what he does in your unit. He fixes the damn truck. Yeah, he drives the deuce and a half full of all your spare parts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have a question. Is it true what they say that the post office trucks really get bad gas mileage? Yes. Uh, hold on. Ask the question again. Post office trucks. Yeah. Do they get bad gas mileage? Okay, so they don't drive like normal vehicles. They stop at box to box. They spend a vast majority of their time idling, and as such, they get bad gas mileage because they're not driving. The other answer is yes. So okay, yes, you, but not like if they were to just drive. Not for the not, reason you would think. Right. If they were to just drive down the highway, they get the same gas mileage as any other early well, 80s vehicle. Which Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is if you're comparing yeah. current model cars, it's horrible no matter how you slice it, because they're, right. they're early 80s. technology that was common a long time ago. Aren't, isn't but, there like a new model that they're working on rolling out or something like that? Uh, well, there are, yeah. There's, Why are driving two? hybrids? That seems like the perfect use case. Hybrids. Oh, you know uh, what? Because they That's cost like Trump's money to prioritize. We're gonna prioritize. We're gonna privatize the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah, that's it's never happening. It's gonna be great. I think. <laughs> I think that the, the hybrid idea is is not really a good fit for most people in most cases. It seems like the post office is one of those few businesses that would actually save money. I agree, hundred percent. Hybrids. Like not not for any green peacekeeping feel good EPA shit. Just no, just for money reasons. Save money. Yeah. Like the problem is like to, to actually build that fleet of vehicles would cost an insurmountable amount of money. I don't know. There's got to be some formula for what you're again. saving gas over time versus how many you could convert at once. There, there. I mean, it would have to pay for itself in the span of five years for each truck. Probably less. <laughs> shit. I mean, they don't get good gas mileage, Nick. But again, it's it's because what they do you spend do? most of their time idling. But what do you do when you need the gas? We go to a gas station. Every one of us gets a government <laughs> gas never... card and a pin. Nick, you've never seen them because they go to the gas station at like six o'clock in the morning. No. What if he needs gas during the middle of the day? No, then I go don't. to a gas station. Go I've there. never, I've never ever seen. A, a postal truck. I can't even think of what they're called. Okay, oh, uh, they're, okay, they're called LLBs. I have. I knew that. At a at at like a Chevron. Just if like you go, if you go to the nearest gas station to a post office. Like go to whatever your post office is, and then whatever the nearest gas station is, go there and hang out. You'll see them all day in and out. 
I'm with you, Nick. I don't think I've ever actually seen a post office truck at the gas station. How much gas can that? I, have, I have seen one. About twelve and a half gallons. So how much money does That's, it cost you to fill it up? I have no idea because I have twelve and a half gallons times the current price of gas. You have no idea how much it costs to fill it up. No, I don't ever look oh. at the price. You don't look at the. No, you don't you never look he doesn't pay screen. for it out of his own pocket. The government pocket. pays it. Well, so you don't you have never to keep the the government, but the post you don't office, have to turn what? the receipt in or anything. I do. Why would he want to, Nick? That doesn't make any sense. It's so, between I don't know thirty five dollars. It depends on the price of gas. It's twelve Nick, and a half. You're paying for it, so why would he look at it? Right. How did you? You've never looked at the screen at a gas pump. What do you get to the gas pump and close your eyes and Nick? Nick it's twelve and a half gallons. Gas is varied between a dollar fifty and four dollars in the time I've worked for the for the post Nick, office. Also, in his personal life, he drives a Ford Mustang. So when right. he goes to the gas station, covering his eyes and not looking <laughs> is exactly. <laughs> what year Mustang do you drive? Fourteen. Uh, I see. At the current gas prices, that the last gas station I saw, he pays he pays roughly thirty five dollars yeah, to fill it up. All right, somewhere around thirties. But yeah, no, we have to sign the we we have to get a receipt and sign it and put our route number on it and turn it in. I'm starting a a Bruce for Postmaster campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make that hybrid like, fleet. Like like number one is get the hybrid fleet because that is going to save us future money for sure. I mean that's just brilliant. Like I can't. All don't even know how much money I could save the post office if I was the postmaster. I mean, you're talking thirty five dollars, so that would be cut down. Well, to for but wait for urban districts, can you? Wouldn't you just be able to go to battery power and save even more? Could you get a Segway? <laughs> uh, John, yes. Tony, no. No. Wait, you? I thought I saw the mailman on a Segway at some point. Or did, was that an internet? I hope I not. I have burned it in my memory the wrong way. Can't you guys just go back to walking? Most of us do. I, I've got walking on my route. My route is about three miles of walking every day. It's not too bad. No, it's not. It's not too bad. Somebody doesn't do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad in the snow. As long as right, as long as the weather is accommodating, well, it's not bad. That is true, but even still, it's better than having like a, a six or seven mile route. No, uh, I'm pretty sure second highest walking mileage in the office. Driving, it's only 14 miles, but walking, it's a little over. Three. I can I can take this here envelope, and for half the price of a McDonald's cheeseburger, I can give it to Bruce, and he will carry it across the city all the way to Alaska. Mailbox across the city, much farther than that, sir. <laughs> Well, you're well. The post office. Yeah, my Come on. The post office will do that. I'm talking about personally with Bruce. Like you can oh, give yeah. him an envelope and fifty cents. Yeah, and he will take it. I don't know how much of my neighborhood my carrier covers, but uh, he does at least ten miles just going up and down like the main streets of my neighborhood. Compton. Some of the rural routes. No, are not ten miles. Five miles. Like ninety miles. Ninety miles That's, of walking a day. No, 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 no. God, no. Seriously? <laughs> you you can't walk 90 miles in a day. Your, your, your union sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does not. So if, if the UPS guys have to wear the brown suit and the FedEx guys just wear whatever the hell they want to wear that day, what do you have to wear? So, I'm have you never seen the postman? There, there are two different French crafts. Blue. 
of carriers within the post office. There's the city carriers who wear the uniform like that everybody's familiar with, the, the blue with the stripes on it. Uh, I'm a rural carrier. I don't have a uniform. I can wear literally, almost literally, whatever I want to work every day. Today I wore a hoodie and shorts. So when it was really? hot today, and Bruce hmm. pulls up to the to the old widow's house, and you know he's wearing banana hammock. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Extra <laughs> meaning. Yeah. Really up there. All right. This is going off the rails. You want to buy? You want to buy some stamps? I'm surprised you're a rural away. carrier. I, I wouldn't there. think your area would be considered rural. Uh, well, back when the zip code was created, it was, and that's uh, okay. So they've just never updated it. Right. Why is it called? That's rural? pretty lucky. Rural. It just it, doesn't it, sound it, like a real word. Really. Rural. Rural. Urban. Urban is a word. It. Rural just means like. Rural like is the opposite a word. Of urban. Like this, you started opening your mouth, but then you're like, meh. Suburban. It's rural. Rural. Good lord. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't mind saying it. Rural. We've done. We've Out of the way. Done. God, we've shut us down, please. I, I think we've officially fisted this joke to death. Rural. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for, thanks, for hanging out with us after Lodge. Uh, this is uh, this has been episode 198. <laughs> this is a good example of what actual afterlife is like. <laughs> you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlife.com. Find us on IRC at irc.tunet.org. I don't think anyone ever listened to this. Shut up, Nick. Find us on iTunes or Google Play or my Freemasonry or Stitcher and a bunch of other places. Just search for After Lodge or Freemasonry. We'll usually pop up right away. Give us feedback. Tell your friends about us. And until then, you can find us on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Until next week, brothers, uh, stay safe and stay classy. And I, I don't know. I've got no uh, man joke today. Yes. Real, real, real quick, uh, before real we leave. We Come already close. Goodbye, Goodbye everybody. If you're in the Pennsylvania area, I'd appreciate your vote. Uh, I'll never give you up. I'll never let you down. Harlan, why have you not ended the show yet? Harlan, cut it off. No place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. The landlord say your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. Look at me. I'm happy. Don't worry. Be happy. I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I make you happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Ain't got no cash, ain't got no style, ain't got no gal to make you smile, but don't worry, be happy.
be happy Cause when your worry your face will frown And that will bring everybody down So don't worry Be happy Don't worry Be happy now Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it Be happy Put a smile on your face Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry. Be happy. I'm not worried. I'm happy.